0: Welcome back into the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada here as your host of this event. We have now gotten through the top ten picks. Last three picks of the top ten. Carson Wentz going off to Philadelphia at number eight. Joey Bosa to Tampa Bay at nine. Josh Doxon, the wide receiver from TCU, heading to the Giants at pick ten. And we now turn to the Chicago Bears. Heading up the Bears is our GM for them. Brian Perez, he is the co-owner of Draft Breakdown as well as the managing editor of the Bears Wire and he has with him uh, a couple writers from the Bears Wire actually here to round out his staff and Brian, before you introduce him, just want to uh, thank you for joining us I know it is a busy time of year for you.
1: I appreciate it Chuck, any opportunity to jump on with you guys to talk football specifically to talk the Draft is obviously a pleasure for, for all of us involved and especially for Two of the guys that are writing right now for BearsWire.com, uh, Phil Atoshin and Lauren Cox, they're going to be assisting me in this process, and they're going to serve basically as you know, the director of college scouting, the director of pro personnel-type roles as we, we hash our way through this 11th pick.
0: Very good. Well, as of uh, right now, the Chicago Bears are officially on the clock. You have 15 minutes to make your selection. Start right now.
1: All right, so gentlemen, let's talk about the current state of the Bears, I think first we have to start with what's happened in free agency and see how that has affected you know the board now as we sit here at the 11th pick. We've addressed offensive tackle with the signing of Bobby Massey, which in turn has impacted the interior part of the offensive line with Kyle Long kicking back inside the right guard. We've addressed the linebacker spot, which was really the biggest weakness that we had entering the off season, with both Danny Trevathan and Jarrell Freeman. We brought back some... In, you know, very important parts of our own roster with Tracy Porter coming back, cornerback, Zach Miller addressing the tight end void that's obviously been uh, created now by the Martellus Bennett trade. So we're sitting here at the 11th pick, a bunch of different directions that we could go in. So, Phil, I'll start with you. Without getting into any specific players, you know, what would you say right now for us as the Bears is, you know, the top one or two positions of need that, that we should be looking at here?
2: Listen, Brian, when I look at this roster, it got some holes to fill. There's no doubt. And I would definitely look at the defensive side of the football because, you know, it's cliche, but defense does win championships. The Chicago Bears have lacked that defensive punch since Brian Urlacher has left. you got two linebackers, like you said, signed. I mean, there's holes in the secondary. There's still room to fill up front. You forgot we signed Akeem Hicks from the New England Patriots. So I think there's areas on the defense that you can get stronger at safety, at corner, and the defensive line, Brian. I think you got to look at the defensive side of the ball here because the Bears need that influx of youth. It's a young man's game. We need some speed out there. It's the slowest team I've ever seen on defense watching the Bears. And I think you know, you can go in the secondary and the defensive line here.
1: And, Lauren, let's let's flip it to the other side of the ball. Lauren, do you think there's anything on the offensive side um, that we should be looking at as a franchise here with the 11th pick?
3: Yeah, I definitely think that the early emphasis in this draft should be at least a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you look at the way that Vic Fangio, our defensive coordinator, was able to turn these no-name players into a, pretty darn serviceable defense i mean it's not a defense that's going to win you playoff games but you know they've already excuse me we've already added plenty of talent on this defense and free agency and i think you know with Dalwell logins taking over as offensive coordinator you want to give him a little bit more to work with because you know you've lost martellus bennett you've lost matt forte you've got some young players already but i think we could really use some additional weapons and even you know bolstering that offensive line because i don't think you've ever heard a team say oh you know what We've added too many good players in our offensive line. I don't think that's. I don't think there's a such thing. So I think you have to really keep all your options open there.
1: Yeah, you know, it, you know, if I'm serving as the general manager for purposes of this project, I, I would say that the, my main priority in any team building philosophy would be either the offensive or defensive line. And for the Chicago Bears this year, there are needs along both sides of the ball when we're talking about. Uh, you know, the big uglies up front, and I think here, as we're sitting here at the 11th pick, there is some value that will help fill those needs, both at offensive tackle, with Ronnie Stanley still being on the board, and on the defensive line with some of the, you know, obvious strength in this class is that interior defensive lineman, and even the big defensive end, so, Lauren, I'll swing back to you, based on the way the board has shaken down uh, up until this point, um, is there a specific player or two that you think uh, not only fills a need, but more importantly, uh, satisfies that value equation for the 11th pick?
3: Well, you mentioned Ronnie Stanley, and you know, an offensive tackle hasn't gone on the board besides Tunzel at number one, so there's definitely a lot of value there. But you know, defensive linemen, same kind of thing. There's, there's a ton of really good ones, but with Bosa and Buckner already off the board, that might be a position where we could wait and pick somebody up in the second or even use one of our fourth rounders to trade up in the second round to get one of the guys that maybe slides out the bottom of the first round and, and into the early day, too. So, you know, I, I like I like what you said, the trenches both ways. I'm, I'm good with Ronnie Stanley. I'm good with even Jason Spriggs. I, I would be up for listening to the debate there. But also the defensive line, like you said, I think, I think there's good options at both.
1: And, Phil, is there anybody, you know, since you're kind of focusing more on the defensive side here, is there anybody that you're necessarily banging the table for at this point if we were in the war room and and the the minutes are are ticking away uh, before we have to hand in our card? Is there anybody that you necessarily are, uh, you know, willing to risk your reputation on or banging the table for to bring into the Windy City?
2: Are you talking offensively or defensively,
1: Brian? It doesn't make any difference. I mean, if, you, if there's somebody on the offensive side of the ball that you think, you know, value Trump's need, then I'm, I'm all about hearing that. If you think there's someone on the defense, if, 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 it's a, if it's a tie where the offensive value is equal to the defensive value and the need, in your opinion, is more defensive side of the football, then, you know, is there somebody along the defensive front that you think,
2: um, you know, we just simply can't pass up on right now? Listen, as your de- as your uh, director of college personnel, I'm slamming the table right now to get a Justin Smith type clone and Ashawn Robinson. I feel like he's a freak of nature, body beautiful type of player that is just asked to do things at Alabama that, you know, contributed to that defensive front success. I feel like he's only twenty years old. He looks probably like thirty seven. But let me tell you, this guy makes his presence felt with the defensive line. And just imagining the three of those looses up front with next to Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks is something to be reckoned with. And that would give you that Justin Smith type piece. He, he plays like that guy. He's freak twitchy for his size, and he still can get you know get bigger. Brian, I just think. If I'm trying to build a defense that we know Coach Fox is counting on us to give him some pieces to get him to the championship. You look at what he did in Denver and you look at what he did in Carolina, I don't care what anybody tries to say. That's his defense that he built over there and, and you know, Wade Phillips did a great job. I'm never gonna take anything away from any coach. But the personnel aspect of it, we gotta be honest there, he was heavily involved in, and a guy like A'shaun Robinson sitting there. The other guy I would love uh, we could talk about on defense would be William Jackson the third. I just think the dynamic playmaker that he is, he, he plays like a wide receiver. He hits like a safety, but he could play corner. It's a Vic Fangio fit. I feel like this is an ascending football player. I, I do see some tightness in his hip, but that hip's about that's about it. I'm looking at him to be one of those chess pieces, Brian. That we can go to war with, get turnovers with. He's, he tacks the ball. He plays like a receiver. Those types of guys with a bracket ability that Fangio loves. This is this is the perfect fit. Six foot, 192 pounds, ran a 4:37. I mean, kid has a lot that I like, and I feel like you know the league would question it, but NFL people won't. And that's the kind of football player he is. That arm length, physicality, everything.
1: Seven so, so, minutes well,
0: remaining.
2: Okay, so
1: let's let's try to narrow
2: this down a little bit more.
1: If we're if we're kind of uh, um, you know circling in on Aishon Robinson versus let's say Ronnie Stanley as the two guys that are left standing for this pick, you know what what are we looking at in terms of depth? What's the what's the drop off between you know from Ronnie Stanley? to a tackle that would be available at the 41st pick, I believe that's our second rounder, the tackle available at that point versus, you know, that five-technique defensive end that could still be on the board at 41. Is there a bigger drop in the offensive tackle that could still be standing, or is there a bigger drop in the defensive lineman that could still be standing? Lauren, I'll let you start with that.
3: Yeah, that was the point I was going to make is, you know, you've you've got a couple guys that I think can step in and be your left tackle for the future with Ronnie Stanley and Jason Spriggs. And I think Taylor Decker can even do that too. But from there, it starts to get a little bit more shaky, in my opinion. And I think, you know, once you get outside of the top 20, top 25, those guys are not going to be there and you're going to be stuck with a lot of tackles that, you know, might start at right tackle and be more developmental. And I'm, I'm not sure you can get a guy in the second round that can really step in and lock down that backside protection. Whereas with the defensive line, I feel like, I mean, yes, Ashawn Robinson is an extremely talented defensive lineman, but, you know, you've got, there's so many defensive linemen that are so talented in this draft. I mean, Jaron Reed and Vernon Butler, even a bigger guy like Austin Johnson and Adolphus Washington and even Chris Jones. I mean, it just seems like we have a much better chance of having one of these guys start to slide. I think you're going to see, you know, the cornerbacks and offensive tackles start to go a little bit more in the late first round. And, I think the, a couple of these defensive linemen are going to start slipping and getting closer and closer to our second pick. And if we want to maybe burn a fourth-rounder to move up and grab a guy that we really like, then you know I, I think it's worth it to get a guy like that that maybe we view as a first-round talent in that second round, whereas I don't think we can do the same with the offensive tackle position.
1: Yeah, I think <clears throat> I, I tend to agree with that, Warren. And, and Phil, I don't know if you have a, a specific player... You know, If you think A'shawn is just such a dynamic talent that even the next best guy after him doesn't necessarily come close to him, do you think uh, Lauren's assessment is a fair one in terms of the availability of that big defensive lineman in the second round versus the lack thereof of an offensive tackle that could potentially come in and start on day one being available in the second round?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with what your assessment is here. I mean, but I'm not a big fan of Ronnie Stanley as, you know, the eleventh pick, just to be in my two cents. I feel as though Spriggs is going to be the better NFL tackle. He has a plays with an edge, plays with a chip that I like, and I feel like if you're gonna be a running team that can do that spread stuff and, and mix that in and that zone scheme and boot game, I feel like Spriggs would be the better guy. He, he has the physicality that I think a John Fox coached team, I, I just don't see the edge that with Ronnie Stanley. That would be my argument against the guy, but as far as talent going throughout the draft at tackle, I mean, I completely understand the athleticism that Stanley has is tremendous, but... You know, he still lacks certain polish, and that chip, he gets pushed back into the backfield. There's so many things that I would have reservations about him, as opposed to A'shaun Robinson, which I know I'm going to get a dog on defense, and we have a hole there. We have Charles Leno, uh, Brian. We have Leno. Is Ronnie Stanley, in your eyes, an improvement, a jump up from what you have with Charles Leno Jr. established in the offense. That's really ultimately where that diamond decision comes down. Leno, Stanley, now you have Robinson. I would throw the corner in there because it's another need, and despite what GMs try to say here in the war room, our needs are going to be up there in the mix of best player available. Just, it is what it is.
0: Three minutes remaining.
2: So
1: let me I'll kind of bring this all to a close now. So, you know, I've heard, you know, both you guys very, very persuasive arguments and very much, uh, you know, you guys have articulated your points, you know, as well as, um, you know, I could have hoped to try to make this decision an easy one, and unfortunately it's just naturally a difficult one. And uh, ultimately I'm going to bring this down to Ronnie Stanley, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, is the guy we pick here at number 11 simply because, again, I do believe what Lauren said is accurate that at pick number 41, we're going to be able to find a very talented defensive lineman to fill that void that we're missing right now, or even a cornerback at that spot or a secondary help. While Ronnie Stanley might not you know, be the, the mauler that you're talking about, Phil, I do think he has that natural athleticism and, and just the overall makeup to be a left tackle for 10 years in the NFL. And Charles Leno, to me, is the biggest liability on the offensive line. You know, I think he's more of a swing tackle than a starting left tackle. And let, let's be honest, guys, You know, the, the, the success of the Chicago Bears will always come down to Jay Cutler as long as he's the quarterback of a team. And to be able to to add a blue-chip left tackle like Ronnie Stanley uh, to the offensive line, which has taken strides in the offseason, gives Jay Cutler more opportunities to stay on his feet with a healthy Kevin White, Alshon Jeffrey coming back. Uh, you know some more explosive options in the running game with Jeremy Langford um, I just think this is a, is a, an, an obvious pick for us to go at Ronnie Stanley build a long-term offensive line that'll be together for four or five years at a minimum and uh, you know just just trust Ryan Pace's eye for talent in the second round and beyond to add that defensive line so Chuck the Chicago Bears we're turning in our card offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley Notre Dame.
0: You heard it there, the Chicago Bears with the 11th pick in the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft, taking offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley from Notre Dame. Brian, uh, to you and your team, want to thank you, as well as Lauren and Phil, the uh, the great writers from BearsWire.com. Really appreciate you all joining us. I know, uh, again, it is a busy time of year, and appreciate you taking just a little bit of time to spend with us here.
1: Phil, uh, Chuck, greatly appreciate it. Phil, Lauren, great job, gentlemen. Anytime, Chuck, we're always available to talk Bears.
0: Absolutely. We're going to kick it over now to Mark Schofield and Shane Alexander for a little bit of a breakdown and information on the pick. Shane, he's a guy that obviously uh, first offensive lineman, or rather second offensive lineman after Tunsil off the board here. Talk to me about, I guess, first the biggest differences between him and Tunsil, since he obviously went first.
4: So Stanley's not going to be the type of guy that has the ceiling uh, that, that Tunzel has, and I don't even think he has Tunzel's floor just because Tunzel's such a generational prospect. But the thing that you get in Stanley, uh, I do think you get a high floor player and you get a guy who is a left tackle. So many times you wonder, are these guys left tackles or are they right tackles? There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of conversation. This is a left tackle, and he's a guy that can come in and start week one because you've got Kyle Long over on the right side uh where you can move Bobby Massey to the right side, move Kyle Long back in the guard. So he's a guy that's gonna be good in pass protection. he's in uh, he's good in and run protection as well, but uh I, I think he's a guy that Jay Cutler has needed for a couple of years now, and uh losing uh, a guy like Matt Forte, you need to uh to kind of revamp the offense. And Stanley is a great hire. He's a great uh, pick. Excuse me. He's not only a great pick because he fits a need. They need a tackle, but he is one of the um, the top players in this class. This is a safe pick. This is a good pick. This is a smart pick.
0: When you look at the, the one attribute that stands out in his tape, is there anything in particular that you look at and say, "Wow, that is you know that's that's the NFL caliber uh, trait right there."
4: I just think he's pretty savvy, and that sounds like a generic answer, but when I watch Stanley on tape, I feel safe uh, having him on my football team if I'm a GM. Some of these guys, uh, they're very hot and cold. They flash. You think back to a couple years ago, Greg Robinson. He was a guy that maybe I'm going to miss on long term because his highs were very highs, but he was very, very raw. I think that the thing about Stanley is you know what you're getting. He's He's a safe pick.
0: Mark, talk to me about Stanley from a scheme perspective in terms of, uh, as Shane mentioned, Jake Cutler looking for a little bit of help to bolster that offensive line in the passing game. How does he fit in with what Chicago tries to do on offense, and in particular, in that passing game? Well, I mean, he's a, a big, athletic enough tackle that can um, work in basically any kind of system. When you talk about the run game, you know, he can he can block in a zone scheme. He can block in a power scheme for the passing game. You know, he's a definitely a capable pass blocker that can you know slot right in at left tackle and protect Jay Cutler's backside. When you're talking about upgrading that offensive line, Shane hit the nail on the head. Basically, you've done that at three positions now. Because what you can do, you put Stanley in at left tackle. You kick Bob Massey to right tackle. And you slide Kyle Long back to right guard where he basically started with the Bears and he was there for a couple of seasons at right guard. So now you've basically upgraded three spots on your offensive line with one pick. That's why I think it's a great fit and a great pick for the Chicago Bears. Shane, I know that uh, one of the criticisms of uh, Stanley has been that he doesn't necessarily have all the strength necessary uh, to be an NFL tackle on day one. That's something he, he's got the frame to fill out and be able to build that. Am I wrong there?
4: No, I don't think you're wrong, and and that's that criticism is fair. Again, he's not uh, T- Tunzel. he's not even Taylor Decker, uh, Decker, excuse me, the uh, the tackle from Ohio State who who I'm really high on. But he's a guy that will fill out. He's a guy that's smart enough, and and if he works at it, he'll absolutely make himself uh, into a stout left tackle in the next two or three years.
0: Very good. Shane Alexander, Mark Schofield giving you the rundown of Ronnie Stanley there who was just taken by the Chicago Bears with the 11th pick of the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Tomorrow, keep on rolling. We're heading to pick 12. We're heading down to New Orleans. What are the Saints going to do? Team that's been in somewhat of cap jail over the last couple of years trying to dig out through the draft. That's coming up tomorrow on the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft.
1: Like a blind veteran store cause I was going